And we are back with another episode of Boss Your Business. Today, I'm bringing you Deb Shell, a community strategist who's guided more than 60 entrepreneurs in building, launching, growing an online community. Based in central Pennsylvania, Deb's virtual strategy will expand the globe with business leaders in the United States, Mexico, Canada, Europe, going to be going there soon. Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, Spain, Brazil, and Norway. Damn girl! She launched an online community in 2020 and co-hosted over 30 virtual events within your membership. You have hosted the Community Strategy Podcast with over 100 episodes and 8,000 plus downloads. And you recently also just released your book. Hi! Hi. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. Book publishing. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> when when was the release date? Uh September 21st. I wanted to do it on International Day of Peace. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that holiday, but I've been a big supporter of the International Day of Peace. And so that's why I decided to release it on September 21st. I love it. Yeah, we went with the number thing. We we released on 12, 12, 23. Oh, nice. They're like, it's like we finally got it. I mean, if you can get that book. stuff to work, good, good, good gone you. Because <laughs> I said my timeline, I, I, th I think I pushed it back at least seven times. <laughs> seven times? I like, guys, we were already talking in the green room a little bit. Deb only did this in only a year, whereas my book took two years. So I'm like, my head is off to you. Anybody that says just go, just go publish a book, it's easy. Screw you, people. <laughs> Screw you. Just the formatting of the book in itself. I'm like, that was what killed me. The formatting of the book. Yeah. Well, I I hired a designer who did the interior layout. And it was a friend that recommended this person to me. And it was it very, you know, not cheap service. <laughs> it was very, um, a big investment. But I really loved the designer I worked with. He was amazing. And then I had other people that were on the editing team. We went through a number of edits. Um, and so it was all worth that, you know, over $10,000. And, you know, I don't know if I'll make $10,000 back. Yeah. Who knows? But it doesn't matter because the reason I wrote the book was to help people figure out this online community thing, because if they have this in their hand, it's going to be so much easier than what, the way I experienced it with like no roadmap. <laughs> Let's talk about online community because it's like, uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of learning. It's a lot of stuff um, mm -hmm. in, in a lot of different areas because it's like, looking looking just even just as my online community right and i'm the tech nerd i have my poor online community has gone through multiple platforms through multiple locations and and solutions and tools and all the things and all the stuff and i do have some diehard people in there that that have moved with me through every single tool but that means you also have to have the right conversations with um for them to to go go do crazy stuff with me because it's like 
I don't think in the end for community, the platform or the tool really matters. It matters what you do with it. Yeah. It's just a tool. So how how does one build? Not build. I don't like building because we're not building communities. We are creating communities. How does one mm-hmm. do create an engaged, a, a helpful online community? Sometimes it's the people in your neighborhood that you hang out with. And sometimes you don't get along with anybody that lives in your area. <laughs> and sometimes there's everything in between, right? And online communities can be the, the bridge to you being able to connect with someone that's in Spain or Europe um, and be able to do that relatively affordably and easily with technology. And that can transform who you spend the most time with and why that's important. And it starts with understanding what your purpose as a host or a leader is and why you would want to bring these people together. Like, who are these people and why are we going to get together? And then what are we going to do together? And how are we going to keep showing up together? So those are the questions we ask. And then we dive into that and we say, okay, I, th- I think we're going to, I think it's these kind of people. Well, let's go talk to them. <laughs> so it just starts from there. <laughs> and I think that's, there. there is the part two of self-discovery, self-reflection, because we grow, we change. Mm-hmm. Um, we think we want to do one thing and then suddenly we realize, no, we don't want to, but it's like, you're not going to know till you do. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is a, a big piece of this is also getting clear of what you want to do and the impact you want to have. Yeah, very, very much so. Because if you don't have a clear focus, I don't know how many you're in, but I'm probably in at least 100 Facebook groups at this point. <laughs> Who knows? I've done I've done New Year's cleaning. I've done New Year's cleaning. Yeah. I put on the blindness. I'm like, okay. What am I trying to accomplish? What else is just noise? So, But of all those communities, are you participating in them? Are you engaging in any of those? I don't know, but I'm not. There's most of them, maybe, you know, a handful, like five or six mm-hmm. at the most of that, like hundred something. And that's because I only have so much energy. And so yeah. I prioritize where I spend my time. And so I find that maybe sometime, you know, in the summertime, I'm interested in doing some creative projects. So I'm in that group. But then like by fall, I'm like, okay, now I got to get to doing some stuff and don't have time for that. So then I'm going into a different a business networking group, you know. So we have these different seasons where these different communities fit in our lives. They're already existing. We just haven't really clarified them um, and, and decided to like you know, start our own community. If that's you, you haven't started your own community. If you, if you're thinking about it and like, oh, was well, it just a Facebook group? And then I just promote to people. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> Build it and they will come does not work. It, uh, it, yeah. I think that that has been one of my biggest struggle, but again, caused by what am I doing and what's the impact? Because I'm so multi-passionate of drilling that down has been has been a struggle. Um, as you said, it's like there, there's so many communities out there. There is so much stuff out there. And 
yeah, even with my downsized collection of um, Facebook groups or other groups, I don't engage with all of them every single day. Some of them, I'm literally just a fly on the wall. I'm just a stalker and I'm paying attention. Um, but yeah, for, for me and my community, it has been this, okay, how how can I be a resource? How can I be there for my community? How can I support them through switching platforms? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and and how can I trigger those conversations? Because that's what it comes down to, right? We we want to create conversations because often that's what I see in my community. Um, often enough, my community doesn't know what they don't know. So I want to trigger the conversation by somebody else coming in and asking a question because I am best reactive. I'm best answering to things than rather just trying to figure out what you're struggling with, which then triggers the conversation. But I'm like, I think you tell me, am I the only one in this? Or is this a general struggle for community hosts that 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 conversation triggering? A lot of the clients I worked with have said, well, aren't they just going to come in there and post a question? And I said, no, because do we, do they know who is in the room? Do we have psychological safety? Do they know that it's, you know, even if there's rules, maybe that even is already off-putting because you're like, oh my goodness, like as soon as you walk in the door, instead of getting a, hey, welcome, you get a, hey, here are the rules, don't break them or you're going to be out, you know? It's not a friendly way to operate. It really isn't. If you really want to bring people into your inner circle of like, these are what I think of like, these are your best ideal people that you want to spend your time with, whether it's a business thing, whether it's just a friend group thing that you have a similar interest, you want to get, get together and knit or whatever it is. That's the point. It's you're creating this space to have these really amazing conversations, but you have to figure out how to spark it and that they feel safe. And that takes a little bit more work than a lot of people are really willing to do, honestly. So how do I create a safe environment? Because I, I really connect with that. Um, we are focusing a lot on, on neurodivergent people where we live life differently. If that is on, on the private side of things, if that is just how our brain functions, um, with information so there's a possibility of getting judged really fast so yes we want to create that safe environment of my community being able to share things and not end up getting tiktok comments where everybody's like <laughs> yeah think think about the west what was that again? Um, what was that again? <laughs> I will. I will not. I will not re <laughs> rephrase some of the TikTok comments you sometimes get. Um, well, as much as, as as much as TikTok can be open, but how <laughs> how do you? Because I, I, if I see this right, you tell me if I'm wrong. It's not just about saying, "Hey, we are a safe environment." You need to be able to make your community feel safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you do that? Well, it starts from the outside and works in. 
So when you think about the outside, we're thinking about how they land on your page. If you have a, like a landing page, however they get invited, whether that's an email that you send or a landing page that you send them to, what does that say? Is it very clear that this is for me? Is it very clear that there's going to be, what are the expectations of this space? If those things are clear on that landing page and I'm like, dude, sign me up, I'll, I'm going to press the buy button, no doubt, if it's a paid Mighty Network or paid community. Anyway, I'm thinking about Money Networks because that's what the platform yeah. I've been familiar with. <laughs> but you know what I mean? If if they see themselves in that also, if they also don't see themselves and they're like, oh, you know what? I don't know about that. So I'm going to pause and maybe I'll think about this a little bit later because I'm not sure if it fits. So those things can happen, but that filters out the people that really align with your messaging. And then when you when they're inside, whether it's a paid community or a free community, this applies to both. And when they're inside, they're going to start connecting right away, right? Unless they know each other, probably not. So the best thing to do is get on a live call. We've got these, these tools. Let's use them, Zoom, and let's do some breakout rooms and get them, maybe give them a prompt and say, hey, uh, how was your summer? Like, what did you do? Anything exciting or whatever, whatever the prompt is just to get to know each other and build relationships. Because at the, at the end of the day, you know, communicability is all about relationships. It's all about building relationships with people and we can't automate people. <laughs> we can't make, you know, all of these tech things that they want to automate like AI, but people actually want to deal with other humans. And so community is the one aspect that I feel like you can't really AI it. <laughs> Yeah. Though there's many companies trying. <laughs> and who knows who knows where it goes in the future. And I'm like, I don't get me wrong, I use AI again because I'm best reactive. I use AI to help me and just be a sounding board. So but Oh, I do too. I love like help with headlines sometimes and and oh you know i use my grammarly app all the time and they have i AI couldn't survive without it I, we I, use I all kinds of tools that are ai it. but i'm just saying like humans really want to be act interacting with humans and yeah. so walk into a room like a real room you know you wouldn't shout out your diva secret to a room full of people that you have no idea are there and that's kind of what you're doing if you're expecting people to like share these like deep challenges that they might be embarrassed to even tell their best friends and then you're asking them to share that there so just putting that into context it really helps you understand how can i deeply reach out to those people and so you you provide opportunities for them to connect with each other but also to build that trust with you because the they've likely built some trust by getting in the door with you because you've you've already brought them in but along the way that ultimate thing is for them to connect with each other because communities are solving a problem. And so when a lot of communities are solving a problem, mm -hmm. I won't say all, there's lots of different kinds of communities, but communities I'm kind of talking about are ones that are, you know, chance purpose or mission, or they've got some kind of a um, challenge they want to like, you know, make some change in their life. That's, you know, the community is a way to do that um, and get supported. And why not why wouldn't we want that? But yeah, it takes time. And it's like when when I look at my community, we are we are it's all passion driven entrepreneurs. It's like there's there's something that they want to change or that they want to support others with. So yeah, you need you need that that one thing that connects all of us. Now mm -hmm. 
sounds like I'm already doing some of the things right. I got I got a nice easy trigger um, in the beginning where where I get them talking about hey. Just some, just some questions, just to break the ice. You know, something simple. We are not going too deep yet. Um, where, where the big struggle for me comes in is this bringing them back, mm-hmm. re-triggering the conversation, mm-hmm. um, bringing them back in. And it's like you, you see a lot when you look out there, and, and like we all do research, right? So, what, what mm-hmm. does that community do? What does that that community do, right? And it's like, I don't want to do the Monday motivation, wah, wah, that everybody else does. Or mm-hmm. your, your trouble Thursday, what are you struggling with right now? I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> so for for somebody that's starting out with their community, or maybe like me, that has been a community dra- dragging them around through the tools, um, what would you recommend for somebody that really wants to focus on re-engaging their community, on bringing them back, on on starting conversations over and over and keeping those conversations going? Do you have a tip for them on, on what we can do to really keep that conversation going after that initial, we got them talking? I think that there's different expectations depending on what kind of community you're running and what problems you're solving because people will come in and out of your community all the time. There's people that will join and get really excited and show up to every single thing and comment all the time. There's going to be other people that are like semi-regular and then there's your kind of observers in the background. You've got all of these people and they're kind of moving all over the background, you know, in, in this, in this big group. And so they might be distracted by other Facebook groups. So they might be distracted by other platforms. They they might have their own stuff happening. And that's why I say there's so many elements. It's The world is not simple and humans are certainly not anything simple. So yeah. it's very complex to think about. And that's why some people just want to like make it a bite-sized thing. But at the end of the day, humans have all kinds of things happening to them. The, the difference is you have to set ex- the appropriate expectations and just scheduling content just because like that's what you told you're told to do doesn't make quite any sense. And so I think I feel like you have to rationally say, what makes sense for my people? I had a, a woman that I was at a conference and she asked me after a talk, she said, so I have this idea about a podcast and I'm going to do a podcast, a daily podcast for my group. And I said, cool. Did they ask you for that? And she's like, no. And I said, well, you better check with them because if that's something they're not into, then you're going to spend a whole lot of time, probably an effort and energy and money, whatever, doing this. And then people really don't receive it. And so I think the biggest thing that entrepreneurs do is they jump and they make a lot of assumptions about what people are going to do. And then people are just not predictable. Like you can you can have some ideas in certain ways that, you know, people do kind of the things that you tell them to do. And then there's just going to be others that are like, yeah, I'll do it in my time. (laughs) There's just going to be those people. And so the answer is, what is retention to you? What is as a host? Would you want if you had a thousand people in a community and maybe your top 100 people were active, um, 
would that be, you know, it's really just setting your, your realistic expectations about what a host wants and why. Like I also kind of dig behind that of saying, what is the reason for engagement? When I talk to my clients and they say, oh, well, how many times should I post and what should I do? I said, we have to figure out what your community wants. And we have to see how they're going to feel and how they're going to react. Most people are, are not checking in every day to any platform. You know what I mean? Or they're getting maybe a, a roundup of a few or something. They're not going to every community every day. Now, they might check in once a week if you have an event or if you've got you know, they have post ca caught their eye between the 17 other things that are happening on their phone or their day. So it's. It's just like we think that they're going to do these things and then it just takes time. And community building is a long-term game. It is something that you've, you're building relationships that, you know, I, the reason why I wrote a book and the reason why I started building community is because I met people in an online community that helps me develop an online business. And from that, I ended up quitting my corporate job and becoming location independent which was my goal. And over three years, I met with them in Denver. I met with them in Mexico. I worked with them in like masterminds. All of this stuff led up to me making these life decisions. And I am like now the cheerleader for Location Indie, which is the community that, that I was part of because I'm writing a book about them <laughs> because that's how great my experience was. Can you imagine if you had a community member that wrote a book about your community? Like how cool would that be? That, but wow. Yeah. Have that it, it takes time. To have that impact, there's mm -hmm. a big investment. And a lot of people aren't sign, don't want to sign up for that investment of time. Community you know? definitely is a long-term game. Um, where it's like social media, yeah, I'm like, cool, quick turnaround. Um, something like... I don't know if I necessarily, it is a community, but it's not a community. When I think about my YouTube channel, when you were talking about what's the goal of your community um, and, and, and figuring out what is retention for you? What does it mean for you? What's your goal? What do you really want in there? Why are you doing it? Yeah. It reminded me of the lessons I learned with my YouTube channel because I was like, I'm I'm not at the growth I wanted to be. I'm I'm not always at the views I wanted to be. We tested a lot of things. Some things just crashed and burned, and other things fully take took off. And I had to step back and let my ego go and be like, I might not get the numbers on YouTube that I want to get but I get the clients that I want to get. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't run a, a cheap intro offer that is supported by the YouTube channel. My YouTube channel actually supports my high VIP client. All of my, my big incomes came because they saw me on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I don't need the big numbers. And it's yeah. like just learning that lesson. I never thought about it in the same way on my community. I just wanted to, to have a home where, where I can bring them together. But I never thought of it the same way like I did analyze my YouTube channel. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really liking the idea of approaching my community the same way. I'm like, okay, why are we here? What are we trying to accomplish? 
what does my audience need? What does my community need? And with that, structuring it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like that. And maybe one day, maybe one day of you guys, you're actually going to write a book about me too. I would not say <laughs> no to that. One of my clients that I worked with, she, um, we did some ideal member interviews with her her uh, members, she has a podcast and was a mother daughter duo. And I do write about them in the book. And uh, they, you know, we did ideal member interviews because they're, they we didn't have enough engagement. They're like, why aren't we getting engagement? So I said, let's talk to your members. So we did some interviews. Then after that, we learned so much that we then could uh, go in and implement. One of the things that they learned was a lot of their members have skills that they really wanted to share uh, with others. And so there, it was like a um, simple living commute, uh, community. So they were talking a lot about all of this kinds of tips and tools. So now uh, we talked to the members and we said, great, let's put a list together of the members who want to share their skill. And then we'll have a skill sharing workshop each month that features one of the members that they want to share something that they're doing. Now, is that any more work for the host? No, you get to highlight one of your members and get them to do their stuff and share their thing. And that's kind of between that and then having them, you know, be building relationships with each other over time, the content will take care of itself because it's really about the connection and trying to feel like they're being heard is, is really what they're there for is because they're tr they don't want to put out into the void. They want to talk to somebody who can get what they're trying to say. And like for everybody listening that didn't see my smirk on the video right now, it's interesting because I've been talking with Kitty, who is my right hand, and we've been thinking about bringing on community members onto the podcast to feature them. So I'm yeah. like, okay, we are onto something here too, because I have built a platform and a growing platform why not use it to give my members exposure and what they are doing and what they are trying to accomplish? It's 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 a perfect win-win situation because, again, I like being reactive. I like talking to people rather than just having a podcast where I'm talking to myself. It doesn't work well for me. Right. So yeah, we've been we've been actually working on something similar to to release and open up the podcast to my members over the next mm -hmm. yeah, it's probably gonna be by March or something like that. But it's it's fun to hear that others have done something similar and it has worked well for them. Yeah, I think it's helpful to highlight members. I used to do that in my other community I had two years ago. And you know, just celebrating the people who really showed up and shared and, and gave so much of their time to help other people and, you know, and then highlight people who changed their life and are doing these amazing things. And so I think it's a great opportunity for any, and I've had uh, several community members on my podcast so in the past. So I'm, and I'm planning to actually do that going this year because I didn't really talk to anybody about it yet, but uh, my plan is that I want to have some events within the community builders with purpose community that I kind of kicked off at the beginning of the year. And then I want to record them and put them on the podcast. So I think I, I love events. I know that we're challenged with like figuring out the whole event situation of like, are people going to come? Are they not coming? What's happening? Um, but I really just love events. So that's kind of my, I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind in two months about that, but we'll see. <laughs> the joys of entrepreneurship. We can change our mind. Yes. Now for anybody in the audience that wants to dive deeper, 
dive deeper, start or get better at creating communities and connect with you and go stalk you online. Guys, only in a good way stalking. You only get to stalk like I do. Only in the good way. Be nice. Um, where can people find out more about you? Where can people connect with you? I'm definitely on LinkedIn a lot these days. Um, LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, if you look at Facebook, I'm Deb Deb Shell. <laughs> Uh, and I'm on Instagram, but I've, I'm and I'm trying to do TikTok. So I am on a couple different ones, but uh, mainly on LinkedIn is my is my platform. And then uh, my website is called findcalmhere.com, and it's f i n d c a l m h e r e dot com, and that'll take you over to my website where you can book a call with me. There's blog posts on my Medium blog and lots of other tools and resources there. And of course the book. So Creator 2 Community Builder uh, is that website, creator and the number two, communitybuilder.com. Uh, and you can order on Amazon as well. And guys, as always, you will be able to find all of those links easily for you to just click on in the description of the episode, all the things. Got the book there. We got the website there. We're going to have the social media links there. Everything is there. And make sure to hit that follow button so you do not miss any of the upcoming episodes. Deb, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure to have you. And I see everybody soon. Bye. Bye.